Blog Talk Radio. And welcome to Community Garden Revolution. I'm Mary Huckel, the show host and the author of the book Community Garden Revolution. And today we have a really neat guest that's from St. Louis. I'm so excited to have them aboard, and you're going to like what they're going to be doing this year. It's very exciting for the Midwest, and I've got Urban Harvest St. Louis, who is doing a food roof farm project. I have the executive director of that uh, food roof, and she's the farm manager, Mary Astoffi. And uh, Mary, I am so glad to have you aboard today. And you've got a fall harvest possibly happening here in 2015. Tell us about your food roof farm project. Sure. Well, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity to talk to you. Uh, We're really excited about our food roof farm project. And uh, it's essentially what it sounds like. We're building a farm on top of a rooftop in downtown St. Louis. Where did you get that idea? Well, we started out on the ground uh, with a community garden, and we learned very quickly that there are no permanent spaces on the ground in urban centers, and yeah. we wanted to find a more permanent location. And as we you know, look out across the city, the resource that we have are rooftops. There's tons of them. They're vacant. They're unused space, and we just wanted to turn them into a productive platform for the city. Do you have to lease that then from people or get their permission, of course, or what's the process on something like that? Yes, you absolutely need to lease it from a building owner, <laughs> and uh, that's important for us because now we have a long-term lease, so we know that we have you know, a permanent location. Um, but the first step is you know, reaching out to building owners and asking if you can look at their rooftop, making sure that they're feasible for what you're trying to do. They need to be flat. They need to be accessible, so you need to be able to get to the roof fairly easily. They need to get full sun exposure, and they need to be structurally sound so that you can add the extra weight of soil and materials onto the roof itself. I was going to say, do you have to get an engineer report then from uh, someone and pay for that and show the the, uh, building owner, or how, how does that work? You do, you do. That's really the first step is to either look at the existing structural plans if the building owner has them. If not, you need to hire a structural engineer to do an analysis and let you know what the load-bearing capacity is. And then to determine if your you know, soil that you'll be putting on top is going to be too heavy or if it's feasible without having to go back and doing any reinforcing because structural reinforcement is very expensive. So If that were the case, Mm -hmm. you probably want to move on and and look to another rooftop for that. But in order to actually build a rooftop farm, it it is a building project. So you have to go through the city permitting process, and they will require a signed and stamped set of drawings from a structural engineer as well as an architect to start construction. Oh, wow. That sounds like a process. Uh, On (laughs) on water, how is it? Are you using rain barrels as your your strategy, or are you going to uh, augment that with some kind of water spigot? How do you feel that you're going to be able to get the plants water? Because a rooftop, uh, when I was in college, we used to uh, sun, believe it or not, on top of our dorm roof. So we know it's hot. So how is it that you're going to be able to take care of those plants and making sure that they're going to have enough maybe shade or water? That's a really great question, and uh, last year we started piloting on top of a 10-story rooftop, uh, a parking garage, actually, 
And uh, we were just growing in containers. And when you grow in containers, the soil dries out extremely quickly. The water yeah. just runs right through it and the sun sucks it up. And that's not really a great way to grow food on a rooftop. Um, some rooftop farmers are growing in containers on a large scale, and it's just it's a, a watering nightmare. So what we're doing is we're actually installing a green roof system, and that consists of several different layers that you build up on top of the roof, one layer being a retention board. So it essentially looks like an egg crate, and it kind of captures water and it holds it there so that it's accessible to the roots. Um, mm-hmm. So that, in addition to um, drip irrigation, will really help with the watering process and conserve a lot of water that, you know, you need to keep in the soil itself. Um, and then in addition to that, we do use especially blended soil for rooftops. It's, it's lighter weight and it holds water. Um, it has a higher water capacity, holding capacity than your traditional soil. So all of those things combined kind of help us get over the fact that it's it's going to be drier up on a rooftop. Oh, yes, definitely. And with the wind going by, too, that dries them out also. Uh, when you mm-hmm. go ahead and you uh, plant these seeds or plants, uh, then who is uh, taking care of them and weeding them and then also going to be doing the harvesting? And then what are you going to do with the the product after that? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so primarily me, I'm the farm manager. <laughs> oh, God. So I'll be responsible. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll be responsible for, you know, managing the whole process of, you know, growing and cultivating and harvesting and distributing. Um, but we are distributing food in a few different ways from the roof. We really want this to be a community platform. We are a nonprofit, and at our mission is educating and raising awareness about urban agriculture within our community. So that's really what drives our mission. So we're trying to, you know, develop a platform where, you know, different people in the community can get involved. So, for instance, one portion of the farm is a community garden. We're moving our community garden to this location because it is a more permanent location. And then there's a benefit of shared resources with the farm. So that Mm -hmm. group of stakeholders will be growing food in plots for themselves and for their families. Um, The majority of the farm will be a CSA production farm. So we'll be developing a community-supported agriculture program. And Mm -hmm. essentially people will, you know, buy into the farm at the start of the season. And every week during the growing season, they'll come and pick up a box of fresh produce right at the food roof. Um, So that's a great way for people to get involved and enhances access to local food at the neighborhood level. There are literally thousands of people that live within blocks of this rooftop. Mm -hmm. So they can just walk over, grab some fresh food, you know, see the farm, be connected to the farm and where their food is coming from, get to know their farmer, and, you know, hopefully just build a stronger connection with their local food system in that way. Um, Will you feed into a farmer's market up there or maybe down down on the street level? Or wh- how are you going to uh, uh, disseminate, I guess, the produce to other people then to sell it? We might. Um, I don't think in our first year we'll start a farmer's market just because it's very time intensive. Um, and mm-hmm. I feel like since we are going to have such a presence, we're right in the middle of the city. You know, most farmers that come to farmer's market are coming from all over the place. And it's a great opportunity for them to connect with people in the community because they don't see them on a daily basis. But for us, we don't really have that challenge. Um, we're very visible. We're very 
easy to get to. Um, I think people will naturally come to us. We're creating a very beautiful space with a fantastic view um, of downtown St. Louis. <laughs> so we'll be providing a lot of opportunities for volunteers to get engaged and come participate in the farm through that means. And do you propose or hope that uh, other buildings, when they see uh, the safety factors have been looked into and, and there hasn't been any issues and, and it seems to run smoothly, do you feel that other buildings may jump in and say, hey, you know, look at our space too, this might be good for us? Because it will help their um, uh, heating and air bills, I would say, in the long run having you up there. Yeah, absolutely. That is definitely a part of our long-term plan. Um, we're looking at this as our pilot program. Uh, it's about a 10,000-square-foot farm. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, we're going to learn over the next year or two what really goes grows well in our microclimates and, you know, what are the best crops that we can be planting and do they do better in hydroponics or soil. And we're hoping to take those lessons learned and scale up in the future. So I think you're right. I think once it's built and people see it and it's successful, then there will be an opportunity to, you know, scatter rooftop farms across St. Louis. And it's already happening in other parts of the country already. So it's, right. it's a proven success. We're just bringing this opportunity to our community. I think it's exciting because St. Louis is a rocking town. Oh, <laughs> city. Thank it's you. a city. <laughs> so, so as far as any classes, whether it's cooking classes or maybe how to eat more nutritiously, are you thinking about spawning off something like that, or is it basically the first year, let's just get it in there and grow it and see how we do? <laughs> <laughs> well, we definitely want to get it in the ground and see how it grows, but we do want to provide as much opportunity for people to get engaged as possible. So we are developing a nice community hub space, um, basically a, a kind of a classroom area where we'll have farm tables and benches where we can host workshops and, you know, teach people how to grow food and har how to harvest food and teach them about nutrition. But it also serves as a, class a classroom we're collaborating mm -hmm. with a local urban school just two blocks away um, and working with their science teachers on integrating the farming experience at the food roof into their science curriculum. So it can also be used as, you know, an area for community events. Um, we can rent out the space for people. So we definitely want to turn it into an education platform, and we'll be building up that mm -hmm. program, you know, slowly as, uh, as the season moves forward. Oh, anything for outreach to the kids and to show children where food actually comes from, I'm for it uh, because they yeah. need to, to do uh, to see all that. Uh, I remember some where I read that uh, someone wanted a program because they were uh, afraid of how many children think at the, at the uh, chain grocery store uh, all the food comes from the back and they don't realize there's some growing that's involved. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's something. To, but uh, what is it that you all uh, are needing maybe from the public to uh, not only awareness, but are you needing maybe volunteers? Are you needing equipment and tools? What is it that you need uh, to keep furthering your, your program to be even more of a success? Well, at the moment, we need seeds, and we need um, seedlings to plant in the ground. We're, we're getting a late start. Um, so mm -hmm. we are looking to start planting in mid-May, and we don't currently have all the resources that we need for seeds and seedlings because we're going to need quite a few of them. 
Um, beyond that, yes, we're always looking for volunteers. And people that are interested can go to our website, foodroof.org, and fill out a really quick volunteer interest form to make sure that they're on our list so they're informed of all the opportunities. And so that would be www.foodroof.org. And if they want to call uh, to you and see if they can volunteer or uh, find out how they can be of help with their business for you, what would be that phone number that you want them to use? 314-810-6770. And that will go straight and to me, And can you give that again? Marianne. Yeah, give that again, Mary. 314-810-6770. That's wonderful. And uh, to anybody that's listening that's thinking about doing this, how long do you think it would take a group to say, hey, you know, we better take a year or two to look at this process? And whatever. How long do you think it would take for them to be able to step on board and do something like this for their town or city? Yeah, I, honestly, it's not a very quick process. Um, you want to do your due diligence and make sure that you do it right, and you want to definitely learn from people that have done it before you. So I'd be happy to be a reference for people. Um, but our project has been about two years in the making from concept to construction today. So it takes a while, but it's definitely worth it. Um, it is a community project. It, it takes a community to build a farm, right? So you right. need to spend that time in getting, you know, the people in your neighborhood and community involved and engaged and, you know, leveraging their abilities and resources. So it's it's definitely, you know, a long-term project, but I think the benefits once it's up and running will be, you know, continued on forever. So I definitely encourage people to go for it and start start thinking about it. And if you have an opportunity and you want to talk to me about it, I'm more than happy to give you advice and help you get started. Well, I'm so glad that you uh, had the time today for me for this interview. And we've been talking to the the great people of St. Louis. Always St. Louis is a great a great city. And uh, it's Urban Harvest, St. Louis. And we've been talking to the executive director and who's also the farm manager of the Food Roof Project. And it's Mary Astafi. And, uh, Mary, I love your uh, model here. It says, Grow Food Where We Live. And www.foodroof.org. Look it up, folks. You are going to be pleasantly surprised what these people are doing. And you can do it, too, in your city and town. And, Mary, thank you so very much for your time today. I so very much appreciate it because I know you're a busy gal. And good luck to you all there in St. Louis. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you so very much, folks, and you've been listening to Community Garden Revolution. I'm Mary Huckel, the show host and author of the book Community Garden Revolution, and I want to tell you, have a great Community Garden Day. Thank you, Miss Mary. That 